Hey, this is Keith. I'm the pastor of Blaze Church. Welcome to our podcast. I know today's message is going to inspire you, encourage you, and lead you to know God more. If you want to connect with us, visit us online at blazechurch.org. Enjoy today's message. We're looking at four different Greek words for the word love that are found in the Bible. And so I heard last week, Josh, give it up for Josh. He preached part one. And he did a great job encouraging us all and how we could love our family and how you could be part of Blaze family here. We say it every week, welcome home. It's because it's a family here. And if you haven't started the growth track, I encourage you, maybe you're not into football, this is a great time. Jump online and start the growth track and become part of Blaze family. And so today we're going to look at the Greek word agape. It's another word for love that's found in the Bible. And agape, everybody say agape. Agape, that's an easy one. Agape means self-sacrificing love, a selfless service of love. And so in ancient world times, uh, they had all different words to describe the type of love. Here in America, in English, we kind of say, I love you, but I love pizza, too. And so it's the, same Greek, it's the same English word, but yet we understand by the context of what we mean. I don't love Keith the same way I love pizza, and he knows that. I, you know that, right? <laughs> but I really do love pizza. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, he knows that by my actions, by the way you show and demonstrate your love for somebody else. And so for us to be on the same page regarding this agape love and its expressions, I want to just tell you what it means. Agape love is not phony. Everybody say not phony. It's not phony love. It's free from hidden agendas. It's self-sacrificing, and it does what God prefers, and it's genuine. So this love that we're going to explore together, it has all these beautiful meanings. Like, don't you want that? A not phony, self-sacrificing love? And when I was thinking about this, I could come up with this one earthly example. A mother giving birth to a baby, right? Isn't that an expression of self-sacrifice? Like she sacrifices her body to carry this baby into this world, bring new life in a selfless way. And when I look through the Bible, there are so many heavenly demonstrations of agape love. And we're not gonna read them all because trust me, if you read scripture at all, you'll see that it is a beautiful love story. The, the Bible truly is all about God's love. But there's this one verse or two verses that really sum it up. And we're going to kind of read and dig into it this morning. It's found in 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might, live through him. 
this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So to really just package that up, God loved and he sent. There was action. There was sacrifice. And through that sacrifice of Jesus, we're all invited to know his love and live in his eternal presence. Sacrificial love is the heart of the gospel message. It's literally its heartbeat is sacrifice. Uh, Ken Boa, a well-known author and speaker, he defines agape love in this article. He wrote The Five Loves like this. He says, agape love is a love not of emotions or feelings, but of the will and of choice. This type of love can be defined as the steady intention of the will to another's highest good. It's not about you. Agape love, it's a gift that we're all invited to say yes to. It's a gift of love to serve others in a selfless way, saying you matter more. And maybe today, this is your first time here, and we say welcome home. And maybe you're here just listening and not really sure about God and his love. But I just would love to have the privilege to speak just truth to you right now. If you've never heard this before, I am honored to be the first person that tells you God loves you. He loves you so much, and he's inviting you. He's not twisting your arm in any way. He's inviting you into his love through his son, Jesus. And so today, we're going to talk about what Jesus said about this type of agape love when he walked this earth, what he actually did to demonstrate agape love, and how we get to live knowing his love. So over 2,000 years ago, Jesus said a lot about love. And in John chapter 15, verse 12, he says this, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for his friends. He said, love each other, just as I have loved you. How did Jesus love us? Well, he laid his life down. He gave it all. He sacrificed. It was selfless service. And he doesn't just say it. He shows it through his actions, through serving others. If Even if all Jesus did was die on the cross and rise again for our sins, that would be enough. But that's not all Jesus did. He did so much more and he served in such a beautiful way. And I'm so excited to show you this morning. I really am. Are you guys excited? Okay. Now feel that excitement. Everyone say, wash feet. feet. Okay. Say it one more time louder. Wash feet. And everyone say, make breakfast. Make breakfast. Wash feet. Huh. So... 
the night before Jesus was crucified, he was enjoying the Passover meal, just as a Jewish person would be doing. And historically, this is a really fun fact, it was like before a Jewish person would go to the celebration meal, they would get to take a bath because it was like not something they regularly did. And so they would take a bath and cleanse themselves and yet they would walk to wherever they're having their Passover meal and then their feet and their sandals, the dust kind of kicked up and their feet were still dirty. And so they would get to the Passover meal and a servant or somebody from the home would wash their feet, so now they're cleansed on the outside, just their tradition. And it just represented the cleansing before partaking in the Passover meal, as their ancestors would. And so there's this moment with Jesus and his disciples, and they're all sitting at the table, and then Jesus, the Messiah, he gets up from the table, and he wraps a towel around his waist. Hmm. Curious. So in John chapter 13, verse 5, we're going to pick up the story from here. It says, he poured water into a basin and he began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. And then he came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Like, I think he said it a little sassy. Like, come on, seriously? Like, you don't have to do that. You're the Messiah. Like, you are Lord, and you're going to go down there and wash my nasty, dirty, stinky feet. Like, I don't like feet. So this would be like, I really don't. Like, don't touch your feet on me. Like, it's just gross. Like, I don't really like feet. But (laughs) I don't know why I got on that tangent. But I really don't at all. (laughs) my kids feet no I really don't when they're babies Uh, (laughs) so uh sorry now I'm gonna get myself back here okay so Peter says to him Lord like are you really gonna wash my feet seriously you do not need to do this and this is what Jesus says to him Peter he says you do not realize now what I am doing but later you'll understand So Jesus, he demonstrates agape love in a very human way. He serves. Peter resisted a little bit. I think we could all relate to that. But then he realized this invitation for him to be cleansed on the outside and the inside. Jesus washed the disciples' feet. He served them. He had agape love for them, for his people. The very same people that soon after that would abandon him and betray him. Jesus had agape love for his enemies. Like someone that backstabs you, that's your enemy. Jesus knew it. He knew exactly what was going to happen, and he still bent down and served them. He knew the heartache. He knew the pain. He knew the sacrifice that it was going to be to serve. And it's not easy. I think we could all agree. We can think about some moments where we were um, challenged to serve and honor people that we didn't really 
like or get along with or whatever it may be. They were the betrayer. But Jesus, he's humble and he acts out that humility. He demonstrates agape love. And then we're going to jump down to verse 12 in John chapter 13. It says, when he had finished washing their feet, Jesus, he put on his clothes and he returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? I just envisioned that moment with just like such love and gentleness. Like, like he wants them to understand. Like, do you understand? You call me teacher and Lord and rightly so. That's what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an exa- I have, sorry, I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you. Now, good for me. I'm not like washing your feet today, <laughs> but he says, do as I have done for you. In other words, he's saying serve, right? He's saying serve selflessly, sacrificially, washing feet. Serve those who have hurt you, who have betrayed you, have done you wrong. There's this one commentary I read with this passage that says, this kind of agape love, this serving love, It's being willing to perform menial tasks or services to one another. Menial is just a basic act of service, like washing feet or making breakfast, tasks most moms in the room understand, doing laundry, right? It's just basic tasks. But this is what Jesus shows us. My question to all of us, is when was the last time you and I served from a place of love, not to be loved? I say it again because maybe you want to write it down and reflect on it this week. I encourage you to do that. Can we all remember a time when we served from a place of love, not to be loved, from a place of fulfillment? not to be filled up. All right, ready? Everyone say, make breakfast. Breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. I could eat breakfast morning, noon, and night. I love breakfast food. Waffles? Yes, thank you. French toast? Stuffed French toast? Have you guys ever had stuffed French toast? I even like oatmeal. I mean, I love diner toast, too. You guys know what I'm talking about? Diner toast is so good. How do they make it so good? I don't know. It's delicious. It's so much better than, like, regular toast at home. I don't know. I don't need to know. I just need to order it and eat it. I love breakfast food. You guys love breakfast? The first time I said I really like breakfast so much, I was like, I don't know. Go have breakfast after this. (laughs) Right? So... I want us to look at another moment with Jesus and Peter. Same Peter. This moment is after Jesus died, resurrected, and he's walking the earth. And Peter and all the other disciples, 
they just went back to what they did before they followed Jesus. I mean, they just assumed their old life again. They knew Jesus. They were with Jesus. But they, they didn't live it out. They abandoned him, betrayed him. Peter denied Jesus three times to a little girl. I said, I didn't know him. I don't know him. And so Peter goes back to his old life. He goes back to fishing. And he's out fishing with some of the other disciples. And they're just not catching anything. I mean, nothing is coming into their nets at all. And out on the shore, they see this man figure standing out there. And he calls out to them and he says, cast your net again to the other side. So they do. Like, what do they have to lose? They haven't caught anything yet. Nothing. Their, their situation isn't changing. So what do they have to lose? And they catch 153 large fish in that net. That's a miracle. And in that moment, Scripture tells us they knew it was him. They knew it was Jesus. And Peter he jumps out of the boat and he runs to the shore to be with Jesus. And you know what Jesus did? He served him. He made him breakfast. He knew Peter denied him. He knew Peter went back to his old life. He knew all the things, all the thoughts, he knew everything. And Jesus served him breakfast. He built the fire, cooked the fish, and served Peter. In John chapter 21, verse 12, Jesus said to them, he didn't say, worship me. He didn't say, now, don't you believe? Why did you abandon me? He didn't say, how foolish are you? He didn't say any of those things. And he's not saying that to any of us this morning. This is what Jesus said to them. He said, come, have breakfast. And none of the disciples asked him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. And Jesus came and he took the bread he gave it to them. He served them the bread and the fish. Jesus served them breakfast. He did the menial work, literally, of making all the things. The resurrected Lord and Savior, he demonstrates a better way to love Agape love, a selfless service. He knew everything that they went through, everything that they did. And he said, here's breakfast. I made it for you. Have you guys um, ever made someone a meal? Maybe those of you that are married, a spouse, or you've seen maybe your parents growing up or... Someone make a meal, and it's time to serve the meal. But 
Maybe it's you and your spouse and you just had a little argument right before dinner. None of you? Okay. <laughs> and it's time to serve them. That plate might not look so nice or pretty and it might not go down so gently, right? But not with Jesus. No, not with Jesus. Jesus, he restored Peter, this same man. And then he commissions him. And in this breakfast moment, they have this conversation. And Jesus, I encourage you to go and read it. Because Jesus asks Peter three times, do you love me? Do you love me? Peter, do you love me? And the last time Peter's like, God, you know I love you. He's a little bit annoyed. Like, why do you keep asking me? And Jesus implores Peter into action, into service, into a response. The ESV Study Bible describes it this way. Peter will demonstrate his love for Jesus by loving God's people and feeding them his word, by treating people in a way that's selfless, that puts them first, that serves them. That's how he's to demonstrate his love. Peter is restored by Jesus, and now he's ready to serve others from a place of love, not to be loved. And that's why here at Blaze Church, we have a wonderful dream team that shows up week after week during the week and serves selflessly. And do you know why we do this? We don't do it to get a pat on our back. We do it to remind our hearts of agape love, of God's selfless service. It's a sacrifice, but it takes sacrifice to truly understand agape love. It's self-service, it's selfless service. It's no hidden agenda. It's nothing phony. It's simply opening the door for someone because you agape them, you love them. It's finding someone, a place to park in the parking lot or waving and saying good morning and having a smile on your face because of agape love. It's serving a child because Jesus served and said, bring the little ones to me. That's my favorite, by the way. I like talking to you guys, but I really like hanging out with the little kids. That's, but that's exactly what it is here on the Dream Team at Blaze Church. It's sacrificing sleep on a Sunday morning to set up this worship space because when you grasp God's agape love for you, you can selflessly serve. You can sacrifice sleep. Can we give it up for the setup team? Every week, every week, this place does not look like this when I get here. <laughs> if you are saying this morning, I don't know if I can serve those that betray me and just serve others in that way. Our dream team is a perfect place to practice you can go to blazechurch.org slash dream team and you can look at all the teams and I promise you, I will find you a spot where you're practicing and practicing and it reminds your heart week after week after week, this is agape love. This is selfless service. So we've seen what Jesus said about this 
love, agape. We, we looked at what he did, how he did it in a human way. And I really just want us to look at now what we're called to do. How does it affect us? We read this scripture earlier in 1 John chapter 4. We're just going to read the, we're going to read it again, and then we're going to add to it. Okay? You with me? Great. First John chapter 4, verse 10. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Verse 11, dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. It was God who set the standard for agape love, not this world. The world says what they want to say about love, but it's God, agape, true, sacrificial love that matters. And his love is filled with beautiful blessings. I promise you they are. When we serve others, we remind our hearts how to demonstrate love. And I just, in preparation for this, I believe there are so many barriers to really, truly living out agape love. And we live in a broken world. So there's brokenness all around us. There's sin. There's heartache and pain. There's relational rifts, deep wounds, betrayal, abuse. We understand that this list goes on on and on. And I am not up here belittling any of that pain you and I have experienced. But I want us to lean into the beautiful freedom that there is knowing the true agape love. God himself love in a sacrificial way. First Peter chapter four, verse eight and nine says this. Above all, everyone say above all, above all, you can keep saying it, that's cool. Above all, above all, above everything else, everything else in your life, love each other deeply because it's love that covers over a multitude of sins. It's true agape love that covers over the pain, the heartache, the hurt that you and I suffer. And just verse 9, now offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. <laughs> so the Greek word here in this passage for love that Peter uses is agape. Wait, Peter, did we talk about him already? Yeah, the same Peter that Jesus washed his feet, the same Peter that Jesus served him breakfast, that Peter writes this, love agape each other deeply. Offer hospitality, serve selflessly. And maybe for you today, just the first act of a sacrificial love is demonstrating forgiveness to somebody in your heart. 
that's selfless when you say, I forgive you. Begin the journey to love in an, a way that's sacrificial to cover over the sin, the hurt, the pain they cause you. And this is only possible when you receive the agape love of our Father. Like Peter experienced it, and you and I are invited to experience agape love today. With Jesus, he washed feet, he made breakfast, he laid his life down for us. And I believe that agape love, serving love, it's actually found in the little moments, the little menial details of the day. Opening the door for someone, serving. It's found in the big moments too, but I think there's just something so special when Jesus served those that would betray him. And I want to pray for us this morning. I want to pray for us that are just saying, I, I can't even imagine <laughs> serving people that have pained me. And I want to pray for us that are saying, yes, I want to learn how to serve from agape love to serve others in a selfless way from a place of love, not to be loved. And so if you want to grow in agape love, I'm going to ask you to do something a little bold. But as we close our eyes and bow our heads, raise your hand to say, yes, Lord, I want to grow in agape love and a selfless love. Father, we are raising our hands to you this morning, saying our way of trying to love others and forgive others, it doesn't work. And we are saying yes to receiving your free gift of love. May we serve others today, this week, this month, in a way that points them back to you, Lord. May we forgive and put others first, God. I pray, Lord, for more of you and less of me in my life. We invite your Holy Spirit into this place, into this time. May we grow deeper in your love. And with your eyes closed and your head bowed, just a few more minutes, I just want to make space for maybe any of you here today that are hearing this for the first time, or maybe for like a first real time, you just feel, you can't explain it, but you feel feel something just tugging on your heart. And I'm here to tell you that is the grace of God and his Holy Spirit. And I wanna just give you an opportunity to accept his invitation, his free gift, his love that covers sin. Scripture tells us to confess 
and repent of our sins and believe in Jesus, and then you have new life. This morning, if you want to receive the free gift of eternal life, I just invite you to lift your hand up. No one's looking around. Just lift your hand up in a sign of surrender. And I invite you to repeat these words, but it's nothing in these words. It's about your heart. We can just say it all together. Heavenly Father, I confess that I'm a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died and rose again so I could be made new. Today, I choose surrender. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, let's celebrate.